I'm Alex Stille, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. A disclaimer before we begin. This episode contains depictions of violence against women. Listener discretion is advised. Our lives are full of rituals, big and small. Whether it's religion, family, or even our little morning routine, rituals help give our lives structure. We imitate others to feel like we're part of a group, to feel safe. Humankind has engaged in rituals since the beginning of history. Every culture and civilization has had its own. What we all have in common is that our rituals evolve to fit the times. We abandon the misguided and barbaric practices of the past to focus on better ways to strengthen our community. Except sometimes, when a horrendous ritual slips through the cracks and makes its way into the present. Often, these malignant practices target the most vulnerable among us. And today's guest knows that all too well. Waris Deary is a survivor of female genital mutilation, or FGM. For the past 25 years, she has fought to end FGM throughout Africa and Asia. What is Waris doing to achieve her goal of a world in which women and girls are treated with the respect and dignity they deserve? Let's join narrator Gino Tani and find out on today's episode of Vision Vibes. Today's guest on Direct Talk is Waris Deary. She has been calling for an end to female genital mutilation, or FGM, for 25 years. It's a practice that has been going on in the African continent and in Asia. What the meaning of this? Why do you need, why anybody need to do this to you? Because you don't need it and it's not, it's against God. More than 200 million women worldwide have gone through FGM. The procedure is life-threatening and ignores the basic rights of women that can leave deep emotional wounds. Derry has undergone FGM herself. She has joined forces with the United Nations to introduce laws against the practice globally. She has also been working on establishing medical centers supporting victims would exist in the planet we asked Deary more about how she is fighting genital mutilation so that women everywhere can be liberated FGM is female genital mutilation is where they cut the girl or woman genitalia the most sacred place they go and try to destroy it, which is forbidden for any, I, I mean, anyway. And for the reason they do it is to limit the sexuality of a woman so she do not run around and do whatever freedom she choose to do or pleasure to choose. It's just control, pure control for the, for the woman. What is the word? Diabolical shit you ever heard to do to any human being to even think about it or the pain or child cry I can't I can't hear this 
This is damage for me. So I thought maybe the world will jump when they see this. Well, you know what pushes you? Anger. Frustration. Not understanding what the reason and what, how you can do such abuse and think it's okay. It's okay. No. Female genital mutilation is thought to be performed as rites of passage, intended to lead girls into adulthood. A razor is often used in an unsanitary environment. Heavy bleeding sometimes leads to infections and even death. In 2012, the UN General Assembly adopted a resolution banning the practice saying it was inhumane and leaves deep physical and emotional scars to women. However, FGM still goes on in some places. Currently about 200 million victims exist. There are still regions where FGM is performed on over 90% of women. Deary has been a pioneer in stopping this practice. She has launched a non-profit organization called Desert Flower Foundation. It operates worldwide. Its Berlin facility was established in 2013. It comes with full-time medical staff and equipment. Treatment is provided for free. They have psychological problems, sometimes sexual problems. So we talk to them and a part of them, about 50%, later come to reconstructive surgery. This is done in our hospital. More than 3,000 women have been treated here in the past nine years. There is no such a professional person to do this. But somebody... Just one day, and a lady start doing it, and she becomes the cutter. But then nobody educated her, nobody teach her how to do what to do. So they doing all kind of horrendous damage to the girls. Some are bleeding to death. Some are damaged so badly. Some are this, some uh, disfigured from all inside the vagina. Some it's just it's agony for these people. It's just so unfair. So pain continues again and again, and it's really terrible. It's just, who is in charge of this shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't know what the hell is going on, and I wasn't taking this. So I just, I said, I have to, the world have to change. Diri was born in the East African country of Somalia in 1965. She experienced genital mutilation when she was five years old. You can read it all about it, my darling. I'm not going to go line to line for that. It's a, it's a, it's just not good, not right. Not women suffer so much of this. It's the past Derry doesn't like to revisit. We took an excerpt from her autobiography in 1997. All I could think about was the pain between my legs. I knew a lot about being an African woman. I knew how to live quietly with suffering in the passive, helpless manner of a child. 
FGM left Deary with deep emotional wounds. But tragedy continued. Eight years later, she was ordered by her father to marry an elderly man. He came out with ideas that, come and sit down. He sat me down one evening from my home. And he says, no, I got to find for you. I have a husband for you, baby. A good man. Old man with a stick. The same age as my father. Really, really, I see the face exactly now. I couldn't see my life. I, could, I saw my life buried, dead. I sat down, I say, Father, no. It's not going to happen, but Papi, don't do it. Don't, do, don't, don't, don't stress yourself. I'm telling you now, it's not going to happen. I ran in the middle of the night. My father trying to threaten me. You go, I find you, and I tie you, and I... I said, you fine, catch me if you can first. And he tried. He followed me for two days in the, in the foot, following my footstep in the desert. And every time I hear him, his voice, I'm going down one, he's coming up in one. And I, he couldn't do it, so he, he gave up. He went back. Deary ran away from home when she was 13. She escaped by walking through the desert alone and looked for her relative living in Mogadishu. One of them was her uncle, who was an ambassador. She went with him during his transfer to London. Deary then became a model after being recruited when she was working at a fast food restaurant. She got on magazines like Vogue and became a top model. She talked about her experiences of going through FGM for the first time when she was 32. This was during a magazine interview. That experience inspired her mission today to end female genital mutilation. I started the, the, the FGM. Uh, it wasn't easy. It was a lonely, a shocking, and hideous time for me. Everybody was looking at me like, what did she just say? What is she talking about? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I felt so... I mean, the ignorant of the world is, uh, is another one. And after this, I decided to do a book. And I write it for the schools and libraries. And that was the only mission I made that book. Because somebody can read it and do something with it. The great thing is, because of the book, you know, the world became aware. It was a good thing. I do believe there was, I have made a change in my little effort as I try my best. Female genital mutilation has captured global attention through Deary's testimonies. The United Nations set a goal of ending FGM. To make this happen, Deary was appointed as a special ambassador for the elimination of female genital mutilation. In 2002, she established her nonprofit, Desert Flower, and continues her activities through this organization. Her efforts have been paying off. Laws to stop FGM have been enacted in places like Kenya and Nigeria. Numbers are expected to fall dramatically. But genital mutilation still continues in some regions. 
That's because there are physicians who claim that there are no problems with FGM if health checks are done properly. Derry says otherwise, and the physical and mental wounds of the practice can't be ignored. And she continues to speak out to end female genital mutilation. Does that make okay? Because it's at the same crime. Whether you do it this way or that way, under the arm, it's the same crime you committed. Young girls do not want in Africa, not, a, not one girl wants this. First, you know, the laws. You can make a law, but you have to implement them. You have to follow them. You have to force them to, to whatever it is that's harmful or wrong. Because it's, you do it or you don't do it. It's this kind of behavior. And uh, if, the, if, the, if governments, if, law, if, the, if politicians don't stand up and say this is from today's no, never, ever, 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 and you find that you will be truly punished. If this don't happen, people continue their own ways. Deary has started a new project in 2018. She's helping to build schools in regions where genital mutilation is still practiced. Connecting and educating girls there to eradicate FGM. It's a contract that I will take your child because they all want to give the children education. One, this, they know this is good for their child. But you promise me, never ever to touch her. And if I find out you did, you lost. Your child lost, you lost, because they get food too, I give them. The mothers get food, the house, because it's a poor country. You know, 30 euro a month really feed the family. Um, so they don't have to use the excuse, I have to sell my child, forced marriage, mutilation, the, the, no. All this is out. This is when you bring the next generation and educate them. Deary is also involved in producing a musical about genital mutilation. It's to spread the word to developed countries. The coronavirus has stalled the production, but it will be restarted in various places in Europe by the summer of 2022. This musical is so relevant in today's life, in today's world, where is you have sexual abuse, you have a child crime, you have a crime against women, you have uh, 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 gender inequality, you have strength and the will to say, I can survive anything, no matter what you're trying to do to me. And you know, you take a step, and back. <laughs> but you never give up the right or fight. I'm still half empty somewhere and I want to finish this. And I think the movie, the book, me running around, 
I'm not satisfied this yet. It's not. It's the world didn't get it yet. Deary has left us with this word. Love is my message all around. There's no other reason I exist in the world. If this, yeah, living life, I continue and do too much things to do. But you know, you know, my main mission is really is my foundation and my children and loving life. Love. Faced with a cruel and overwhelming problem, Juarez leaves us with a simple yet important message: any hope for a better future has to start with more love for one another. Back in university, when I studied human rights, we were taught about the importance of respecting other cultures. Before we point fingers and tell people what's wrong with their rituals, we first need to understand and empathize. At the same time. We were also taught about the dangers of cultural relativism. Just because we have to respect one another, doesn't mean we have to tolerate what is clearly wrong. I draw the line at harming children. Warris's cause is one we can all support, regardless of where you're from and how far away this problem seems. In her interview, she said, "The world doesn't get it. We don't understand these people, these children." Are being traumatized for life in the shadows. We need to shine a spotlight on this problem until it ends. We need to understand. We need to stand by our values in the face of unspeakable suffering. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Deney. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.